This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the radio program, Warning. I have with me Matt Shea, allied attorney with the Alliance Defending Freedom, an affiliated attorney with the Pacific Justice Institute. He's retired 12-year state representative, former House Republican Caucus Chair. He is presently the senior pastor at On Fire Ministries and Kingdom Christian Academy. And that's out of Spokane Valley, Washington. Welcome back, Mac. Great to be back on the show, Dr. Hanson. Well, we've had quite an exciting year, and we could say daily there's news to report, things to address, as things are changing so fast in America and actually around the world. But what is your concern right now, and what do you see on the horizon, let's say even other countries? Because I, I do know, again, on my website, I've listed, going clear back, into 1995, what God was saying to the nations, including America, since 2020, 25 dreams, talking about civil unrest, civil war, and an invasion. What do you see, Matt? Well, the deep state, uh, the globalists, uh, the Satanists, were trying to unfold their plan as fast as they possibly could. Right now, what it's resulted in is people waking up in ways that I don't think they understood would happen. We're seeing a massive shift right now. I think over the next 60 days in particular, there's going to be a sifting inside the church. There is going to be a shift of leaders. There is going to be a positioning of God's people into positions of authority. He's already moved them into positions of influence, but into positions of authority. And I think that just some of the things that have been happening just in the last week, the resignation of the agriculture minister in the Netherlands over the protests that have been happening there, the rising up of farmers in Europe has been incredible. The death of the queen and the shift of power there. You know, some of these things, and this is, I think, a very important point, just like Joseph was thrown into prison, he was thrown into prison in the king's palace. And even though initially it looked bad because he was thrown into prison in the king's palace, that brought him closer to his destiny in the king's palace, in Pharaoh's palace. And so I see some of these repositionings may look bad, like King Charles III may look bad. But I think what it is is this close proximity to the ultimate destiny that God has not only for people and his church but also for the nations. We are seeing as we've said before, the beginnings of the great harvest. Well, I agree totally with that. You know, I just sent out a pastoral article. You probably haven't read it yet, but it is quite revealing, and it really brings us into reality of what's going on today, including the interpretation of Scripture. It was titled, Will Trump Be President Again? Matt? The answer to your question is yes, he will. What happens between now and then is going to shake America to its core. And the people God has put in positions, his people, are going to rise to that occasion. And I just see so much that is showing these things. There is so much happening right now in the world where evil is being pushed back dramatically. Now, the globalists are trying to seize the opportunity and put their people in in places of influence and leadership as well. So I think the message for the church right now is that we need to be praying, we need to be fasting deeper than we ever have before in agreement. 
And when we do that and his houses truly become a house of prayer, then we see massive transformation. And the fake church is going to be exposed. It's already being exposed. The fake church is going to be sifted. The mask that has been put on by some Christians is going to be removed. And so God is really bringing us into a clear time of decision. And so President Trump returning to the White House is just going to be a byproduct of that. The bigger thing is God's church becoming the kingdom that he has called them to be, the ecclesia that he's called us to be, the kingdom he's called us to be. Well, I agree totally with that. And that article, like I said, you, you know, look at it, read it. You're going to like it. But if Second Kings chapter 14, 26 through 28 is applicable, King Jeroboam II, then yes, Donald Trump will be president again. And what we must understand, what I've been sharing very strongly, places I go and preach, you know, certainly I would love to see him president. Uh, he should be president right now. He was the greatest president, in my opinion, probably in American history. He did more for Israel than any other president. But even though President Trump was a great conservative president, truly loves America, he also accepted homosexuality and had people in his administration. The Republican Party, you know, before, recently, they were way more serious on these type of issues. And now they're accepting homosexuality and other sins. We have uh, Supreme Court justices right now put in place by Donald Trump that overturned Roe versus Wade. Yet, 52% of America still were in favor of it. So it wasn't that the nation is getting better, but thank God Trump had put in conservative judges. But we must realize four sins bring judgment on a nation, idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel. And we're guilty of these sins. I don't believe any politician is going to save America. The only thing that could save America is what you just mentioned, the ecclesia. Unless we have another great awakening, that's what Eagle Saving Nations is all about, getting back to that reality, going for another great awakening. This nation is falling, and it's a matter of time. We've got to have another great awakening. There's got to be a revival in this nation. That's understanding what sin is all about and repenting of our sins. Bring this nation back to God like it used to be when this nation was the greatest nation on the face of the earth. Matt? We are still the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And we're the greatest nation, but we're coming under judgment and we're falling if we don't have a, a real great awakening. That's correct, because God's judgment is attached to evil. His will is for evil to be judged. And so his judgment is going to follow evil. And it, it's up to his ecclesia to stand up and push back the darkness. And we've been talking about this now for weeks, and we're, we're beginning to see this. And I think, in, for example, in Ukraine right now, you're seeing the fruit of the largest Christian country in Europe now, which has and is continuing to have massive revival on the ground, and there is a pushing back now of darkness. Now, this doesn't excuse some of the leaders that are in place, but the people that are experiencing this revival on the ground, the resurgence in the church in places like Ukraine, I think is a microcosm of what God wants to do in his entire church we don't just sit here on the sidelines accepting judgment, accepting evil. We sit in a place of authority, in a place of power as the ecclesia to actually push that back. And really, in the Old Testament, one of the best examples of this is when Abraham was pleading with God 
in regards to sparing Sodom and Gomorrah. And many people don't know why he stopped at 10. Well, he stopped at 10 because that was the smallest level of government in that time, three higher judges and seven lower judges. If just 10 in that very small sense of government had been faithful and had been the government that they were supposed to be in righteousness, then God would have spared Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, now as believers, where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there with us, and there is power and authority there, and the church just standing up and becoming houses of prayer again in that power and authority as the ecclesia locally just transforms an entire country overnight if the church stands up. So you're absolutely right, Dr. Hansen, but it is incumbent on us as the church to stand up. And even if you have to stand alone as a church, stand alone for righteousness, and the result and the fruit of it is incredible transformation. You know, Ezekiel 14, 13, 14, 16, 18, and 20. Son of man, when the land sins against me by trespassing grievously, then I'll stretch out my hand upon it. I'll break the staff of the bread thereof. I'll send famine upon it. I will cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they shall deliver but their own souls by their own righteousness, saith the Lord. Though these three men were in it as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons or daughters. They only will be delivered, but the land will be desolate. Though these three men were in it as I live, says the Lord God, they'll deliver neither sons or daughters, but the only deliver themselves by their righteousness. And he repeats it again, though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it as I live, saith the Lord God, they'll deliver neither sons nor daughters. They shall but deliver their own souls by their own righteousness. And I could go on forever on this. I wrote a book, The Science of Judgment, used in 280 Bible colleges. There comes a point of no return. I remember 1998, the leaders brought me back to Kenya. And I'm talking about the top leaders of the nation, 200,000 people and a venue where we're at. Yet the top leaders were, uh, I'm talking about church leaders, were singing and dancing. And they were proclaiming and proclamating. But there was no repentance. Before it was over, I just got on my hands and my knees and my face, and, and people said, hey, Dr. Hansen, Prophet Hansen, everyone's watching you. They know you. And I said, you do not have victory in this nation just because you're proclaiming and, and standing and praying. The Bible is very clear. There's got to be a repentance. Without a repentance, judgment falls. And Amen. God deals with a person by his righteousness. But this nation is going to get worse. And Kenya is way worse morally and in every other way spiritually than it was in 1998. They accomplished nothing with their false view of theology. Matt? Yeah, this is a key point starting with repentance. Some people in the church, I think, have the idea that, that they're okay. But we need to be repenting daily. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be a constant relational dynamic of repentance and receiving forgiveness and standing and going deeper into the Lord. This is supposed to be a relational dynamic. And I think that a lot of people now are awake and they're open to receiving the idea of repentance. We had 6,000 people here in downtown Spokane a few weeks ago. Hundreds of people ran forward and gave their lives to Jesus. Hundreds and hundreds more repented and more received transformation in their lives. This weekend at the state line in Idaho, Friday and Saturday, the Reawaken America tour is coming. Over 5,000 people are slated to be there. And the same thing, it's based on repentance. There's going to be baptisms as well in the evening. 
and this is core to the awakening in America. Does it mean it's going to be easy? No, because a great apostasy always follows and always is commensurate with great awakening. So the two things happen at the same time. So it doesn't mean it's easy. It wasn't easy for Paul. It wasn't easy for Peter. It wasn't easy for Timothy. It wasn't easy for Titus. But there was great fruit and great harvest that did come out of it. Well, you're exactly right, Matt. I'll tell you, you know, the Bible, you get into Jeremiah 14, 11 through 16, or Ezekiel 13, 1 through 10, or Ezekiel 14, 13 through 20, as well as 22, 1 through 31. You could get into Nahum 319, Jeremiah 30, 12 through 15. You know, some people like to quote Daniel, suggesting that he stood in the gap. Well, it was true. So did Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, John the Baptist, Noah, many others. But judgment fell anyway. The population was destroyed in Noah's time, but Noah and his family were saved by obeying God. The nation was taken into slavery. Daniel himself went into slavery, being taken to Babylon. Even though they all stood in the gap, unless the people themselves repented as the people of Nineveh, the nation fell. Now God honored Daniel. He became a leader in Babylon, but Israel was in slavery. Standing in the gap means more than praying. These men did more than just pray. They sounded the alarm. They warned the people in the nation they must repent or suffer the consequences of their continued disobedience. They prayed, fasted, preached, and the Holy Spirit convicted. However, if the people of the nation did not repent themselves, judgment fell anyway. Moses stood in the gap, but the people died in the wilderness, never reaching the promises of God because of their continued sin. We must have another great awakening. Christian leaders that are mature enough to influence people living in their nations is the only hope for advancing the kingdom of God, which would usher in peace and prosperity. We must understand that there is a point when judgment is overflowing, and we're at that brink. I'm so burdened right now. We've got to have another great awakening because I don't believe a politician is going to save America. He will delay America from falling. He's not going to save America. It is only the ecclesia that will save America by getting right back and preaching. Preaching sermons like Billy Sunday and others in the past, Finney, that called the people to repent. We've got to get back to God in the values of God, the morality of God. We can't just condone fornication, homosexuality, same-sex marriage, cohabitation, transgenderism. These things bring judgment, and people have to understand that, and they will not understand it if the gospel isn't preached. We got the emergent church that thinks the gospel is evolving, like one of the leader's sons is a homosexual. I mean, you know, Jesus said, Matt, will I find faith when I return? That's why you and I belong to eagle-saving nations. We have got to get into the stadiums and let people come right back to the reality and Pentecost and go forth with power and authority and be willing to share in love but share truth and bring people awareness to what sin is. You know, we're a pagan nation. A lot of America doesn't even know what sin is anymore, Matt. That's exactly right. Some people don't even know what sin is, and it's our job to go out and, as you said, preach the gospel of the kingdom. As Jesus said, preach the gospel of the kingdom. There is so much happening in the world right now that we cannot be distracted by things that are not his priority. And his priority is to preach the gospel of the kingdom, heal the sick, free those who are in bondage, and proclaim the good and favorable year of the Lord to everybody around us and watch what happens. 
I believe, too, right now we're in a time when the areas of America in particular that are faithful to the Lord and choose to follow him and his righteousness will become regions of freedom and beacons of hope to the entire world. Again, we're seeing this in pockets around the world right now. At the same time, places that cities, for example, that choose to turn their backs on the Lord, just like in the time of Sodom and Gomorrah and Nineveh and the other city-states, you're going to see his judgment inevitably follow in with the evil that is there. So there really is a time of choosing as we started the show off with, again, a lot happening in the world right now. And I'd like to share a little bit of that before we end. You're right, Matt. I'll tell you, you and I, I know we are so burdened. I am so burdened. I, I'm I telling you, I, I'm. we're doing something seven days a week now, radio and television, syndicated radio. We go around the world. Friday and Saturday nights, it's live around the world, syndicated, and sounding the alarm as hard as we can to have people rise up. And like Eagle Saving Nations, let's bring Pentecost right back to the nations. It's only the ecclesia that is going to save any nation. That's what the gospel was all about. He commissioned you and I to go make disciples, to represent him, to bring peace and prosperity to the nations. This is what people have to understand. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. .org, and please join Eagle Saving Nations. Let's see this mighty move of God that Matt and I are talking about. Let's see Pentecost explode, where people are filled with the power of God, and they resonate that throughout their lives in words and deeds and actions. People are saved, healed, and delivered. I know last Saturday I spoke somewhere mad, and I'll tell you what, God led me right into casting demons out of somebody, and their face just about turned upside down And uh, as these demons came out. I'll tell you what, a lot of people have never seen that happen, but that can happen through the believer's life. They have that authority to tread on serpents, to cast out demons. Matt? We do. We have that absolute authority. Wherever we face evil, we can do that. And, and it has to start in our families, and it has to start in the church. Amen. Now, continue with the nations, Matt. I want to hear some of these areas that you've been paying particular attention to. Go ahead and talk about other nations. Let's talk about Russia right now, what's happening in Russia. Yes. Okay, I'm just going to go down this as quickly as I possibly can. The bottom line is that the Ukrainian counteroffensive was successful in deceiving the Russians. They thought it was going to happen in the south of Ukraine near Kherson, and instead they attacked from Kharkiv. The Ukrainians' massive reserves, I mean, you're talking hundreds of thousands of soldiers in reserve are completely intact. And they are rolling literally over the top of the Russian army right now. Wow. It is an absolute rout. As of today, over two-thirds, and I want everybody paying attention to hear this, over two-thirds of the Russian armored force has been completely destroyed of their entire military. Two-thirds. One-third of all their armored personnel carriers and one-quarter of all their artillery. Now, as this has been moving forward, I'm just going to read. This just came in as we were talking on the show right now. Okay. I want to read a couple things that have just come in. Many reports of Russian soldiers switching into civilian clothing, stealing civilian transportation, and attempting to enter Russia. There are Russian troops who are on the west bank of the Dnipro River negotiating surrender to the Ukrainian military, Ukrainian army, after Ukraine destroyed the bridges and supply hubs. So, Quite literally, in the north, in the Kharkov region, Kharkiv has been liberated. Most of northern Luhansk has been liberated. 
And one entire Russian army group up there has been almost completely surrounded and very likely either annihilated or annihilated or captured. And the numbers I just gave you don't include hundreds. One report I have here says over 500 Russian tanks and armor personnel carriers have been captured and artillery pieces have been captured just in the last six days. And then on top of that, this second Russian army group down near Kherson has been effectively cut off and is negotiating surrender. I'll read one more part of this. Ukrainian intelligence says that Russian civilians are leaving Crimea and southern Ukraine with their families, including the family members of Russian officers, which means very likely if you look at the map of Ukraine, that the army groups are surrounding another area of the Russian army there in the south. This is an absolute disaster for the Russians. This really begs one question, what will Putin do now? He's rapidly approaching a decision point. Some people have theorized that he might use tactical nuclear weapons to try to regain the advantage. But right now, this is a complete rout of the Russian army. And effectively, the Western Army District and the Southern Army District in Russia have been rendered combat ineffective. That's a military term to say uh, that they have 50% or greater losses and are no longer functional as groups and they have to regroup. So in any event here, in the next 72 hours, particularly going into the weekend, we really need to be watching this scenario and I would not be surprised if Putin does not come come out publicly with something here soon as he reaches this decision point. So this is a very crucial 72 hours in what's happening over there because China is also watching this. And if Ukraine wins, China then may actually pause on Taiwan. And this may delay their plans to invade Taiwan. So the whole world is watching right now. And most media especially conservative media, unfortunately, are, are not even talking about a lot of this. But this is the reality on the ground uh, confirmed from multiple reports. And uh, there'll be more here next week as well. Yeah, as you were talking, I was, you know, the, the verses going through my mind, putting hooks in your jaws. I was thinking the same thing, Matt. What now is Russia going to do? I know, you know, we're on the eclipse. We're on the verge. It could happen in several places and definitely one day it's going to happen. Uh, we're going we're gonna to see a nuclear war, a nuclear exchange. But yeah. this is becoming very, very dangerous for the world, Matt. It is. What I would watch if, if people, you know, if people are listening right now, I would watch on the news to see if there is a complete withdrawal across the Dnipro River and from Zeporozhia south. If you see that happen and they're withdrawing and they start withdrawing from the Crimea, that may be a very clear indicator that Putin is about to use some kind of nuclear weapons because they're going to clear their people from it. And what we've seen in the last 24 hours is the Russians have targeted power plants in particular. And so we may see some tactical nuclear strikes. Maybe that's why they're withdrawing all their people right now as fast as they are is to get them out of the way and out of the blast zone, quite literally, of what the Russians may do. Now, again, some people say that will never happen, but as you and I know, there's many prophecies that there will be some kind of a nuclear exchange. So this is, again, a very tense moment right now in world history, and we need to be paying attention to this. The Ukrainians appear to have the logistics to continue to support this counteroffensive, 
and to continue to clear the Russians completely out of Ukraine up there in the northeast. And if that happens, I really I really think Putin's got a decision point. Does he want to do nuclear war? And based on what he's done previously, this is a very real possibility. This is not pie in the sky or hyperbole. No, you're exactly right. And and uh, the Bible is very clear. It describes the carnage of nuclear war and whether this exact will be that limited. But there is nuclear war coming, chemical, biological, and nuclear terrorism and attack. And it's very clear in the Bible, the carnage, if you, if you can read it and see everything that it describes of people dying from nuclear war. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Warning Radio program. My special guest has been uh, former House Representative Matt Shea, senior pastor right now of On Fire Ministries, Christian Kingdom Christian Academy, Spokane Valley. I'll tell you, if you're in that area, that's a great church, and that's where I would attend if I wasn't pastoring a church, believe me, because I've known Matt for a long time. He's really on top of things. He was a great representative of the House of Representatives for Washington State. In fact, there was inside of me, I said, man, we still need him in Olympia. We could have used you in the Congress there, Matt, but uh, you're doing a great job as a senior pastor. And I, I always said, Matt Shea, when he was a politician, that he was better than most senior pastors. So, Matt, thank you so much for being on the program again. Thank you. God bless you and keep up the fight. Okay, Matt. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.